talk to you from inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. And it was just last year we started broadcasting wrestling for the first time. It's been a great help of Randy Morrison. I don't know all the moves. I can tell you what they're doing. They're on top of one another, got their hand around their heads and all the things they're trying to do but not the technical terms. Randy's able to do that real well. Obviously, he's a state championship wrestler out of Section 3. So great to have him as my partner when we get to it. But listen, we got five alive, baby. That's what I got to tell you. We do believe Blue Devil Blue, and we got five alive. And, well, when we get to these championship matches shortly, Mitchell McCarthy freshman for your OFA Blue Devils in the 99-pound weight class. I mean, there's going to be about 15 championship matches, but as you look down this lineup for your Blue Devils in the 126 weight class, Zach Roberts, a junior, he just got over the 100-win club not too long ago. You look in the 132-pound weight class for the Blue Devils, senior Cordell David still alive. And he's looking for another Section 10 championship. In the 145-pound class, Kristen Richardson, a freshman, has made it to the championship round. And, well, how about Brody Shepard as well, the senior? Those are your five alive here for the OFA Blue Devils. Obviously, going the other teams here tonight, Ken, Governor, Malone, and that's where all these championship matches and schools, once they hit inside the circle, right now they're introducing all the weight classes. But, again, it is a five alive. I mean, we want all the kids to do well, but, you know, we bleed Blue Devil Blue. We bleed Hewleton Purple. We bleed Morristown Green. And we bleed Lisbon Blue. So we're going for the Blue Devils tonight. Let's talk a little bit more about Mitchell McCarthy, the freshman. He's a young kid, obviously. He's in the 99 weight class section 10 championship here, and he's got a chance. Unofficially, I'd say about his record on the year is 7-7, seven and seven, maybe 8-7, 7-9, seven, seven something around that. When we get down to it in the 126-pound section 10 championship match, Zach Roberts, the junior from Augensburg, going to be going against Hunter White from Malone. And as mentioned, Zach Roberts, not too long ago, joining the 100-win club. Then you look at the 132-pound weight class, senior Cordell David. He's looking for another Section 10 championship. He's going against Malone's Tyler Trombley. Cordell, unofficially, has won about 143 or four matches in his career. You then look down at Tristan Richardson in the 145-pound weight class. Tristan, he probably got about 50 wins or so. He's probably got about 40 losses or so. Wow, it would be an awesome thing if Tristan could win it in the 145-pound weight class. And then we get to the seasoned veteran in the 152-pound weight class Section 10 championship, senior Brody Shepard. He's got probably, I'd say, about 174 career wins, and he's going to be going up against Malone's Alfred McNeil. While we have a chance in our Mort Backus and Sons pregame show, we want to just give you the lowdown, right? You join me for basketball, you join me for hockey, baseball, you name it, lacrosse, but it's not off the wrestling. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, I appreciate it. I am not whatsoever a know-it-all when it comes to this corner wrestling. 
but I do have the guy that knows all about it in Section 3 time ago, state champ Randy Morrison, always involved with everything going on in Section 10 wrestling, helping coach the Governor Wildcats. But let's break it down a little bit. This is what's going to go on. You've got your three periods, okay? Each period consists of two minutes. What you get done in that two minutes, man, oh, man, it seems sometimes like it's the shortest amount of time, and then at other times it can be the longest amount of time. When you basically get to your points, right, you get takedown. You get points for that for two. You escape. Maybe you're wrapped up a little bit. You get in and out of it. You get a point for that reversal. Or maybe, you know, you're on the bottom. You get around. You get out of it. You get on top. That's worth two points. You look at a near fall, two or three points. Penalty points, you know, one or two points against you. So that's kind of the way the scoring basically breaks down here for you. And with that, we will take a quick break. When we come back shortly, we're going to have your championship matches here on the North Country Sports Authority. In the market for a pre-owned vehicle? We've got a great selection for you at Mort Backus & Sons. We invite you to stop by and check out our lineup of late model cars, SUVs, and trucks and see the value that purchasing a pre-owned vehicle at Mort Backus & Sons can offer. If you can't make it over to see us, check us out online at mortbackus.com for a complete list of our pre-owned inventory. And of course, all of our vehicles are backed by our friendly, award-winning service. For your next pre-owned vehicle, come see Mort Backus & Sons, where we've been taking care of the North Country for over 60 years. New feels, new chances, same dreams, fresh starts. Cheers to a new year and thank you so much. By taking that five minutes you did to pledge your support, we're battling the heck out of these cigarette companies and stores in our communities, especially the ones near schools, to keep out as much cigarette advertising as we can. It's simple. You know all the name brands of clothes kids have to have. It's because of the advertising. Same thing with cigarettes. If you haven't pledged your support, visit SeawayValleyPreventionCouncil.net, click on Services, then Reality Check. That's simple. During the winter months, after you've been out in the cold for a while, there's nothing like a hot bath or shower to warm you back up. But if that hot water in your house is not as hot as it used to be, then it's time to have your contractor get you a high-efficiency Bradford white water heater. Whether you need a gas, electric, or propane unit, instantly the water out of your faucets and shower will be back to hot. Residential or commercial, Bradford white water heaters are available at Potsdam Plumbing Supply, Governor Plumbing Supply, Messina Plumbing Supply, or Holland Pump in Ogdensburg. Have you ever heard about the High School of Lottery? What about this college, the College of Scratch-Off Tickets? They don't have schools to teach how to win the lottery or on scratch-off tickets because it's not realistic. Odds to win top prize on a scratch-off is 1 in 1,400,000. To win the lottery, 1 in 175 million. But odds can be 100% for going to a real college or getting a good job if you want them to be. If you know someone that's having an issue, please visit Seaway Valley Prevention Council or go to YouthDecideNY.org for more information and facts around teenage problem gambling. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. All righty, we've clicked the hill three times. We've been in our school. And it's you and I tonight, along with our sponsors, Boys High School Section 10 Wrestling Championships, and soon to be joining me, Randy Morrison. Until that point, the Section 10 awards being handed out by him. And, well, we're almost through our Mort Backus and Sons pregame show here. And it is five alive, as mentioned, for your OFA Blue Devils, Mitchell McCarthy, the freshman seniors at Cordell Davis, and also Brody Shepard. You then got 
in the 145-pound weight class as well, freshman Tristan Richardson. And we got Zach Roberts in there as well. I'm trying to find him. Zach is a junior for the OFA Blue Devils. So that's the five alive for the Blue Devils. As mentioned, though, we got a lot of teams represented here between Canton, Governor, Malone, and your OFA Blue Devils, and they're all looking to win. The bottom line is it's the nitty-gritty time. If you do not win at this point, your season is over. If you win, you move on to the state, and that's a pretty big feat. And now the final pitchers have been taken. The boys starting to clear off the bat. And soon to be, we'll have our first match here. It'll be the 99-pound weight class. And Matt Haycook, solid wrestler. You, you reach this point, you're a solid wrestler, right? Matt Haycook from Canton going to be taking on OFA's Mitchell McCarthy. I remember seeing him, Mitchell, at actually the cross-country championships, and he had a good sprint toward the end of that. So, you know, he's the kind of guy that's got the will inside. And this could be a very good match. And I'll tell you one thing. There was consolation matches before that. And, you know, there was a little bit of noise. But it was pretty much, for the most part, quiet. When we get into these championship matches, I'll tell you what. It is going to get a whole heck of a lot noisier. As mentioned, we have now flipped the switch. It is do or die time of the season. We've got the Section 10 Wrestling Championships here tonight from Camp Central School. Next week, we dive into the basketball playoffs, the hockey playoffs, and, well, do the wheels on the bus continue to go round and round? That's what we start to find out. It's my favorite time of the season. And remember, you can also stream the matches or stream our games. All you have to do is go to cbogginsburg.com. It's that easy, cbogginsburg.com. And if you missed it, you still go to cbogginsburg.com, and you can listen to it in the archive. And now Brody Shepard being honored here from the OFA Blue Devils gets certificate, makes the shake of the hands, and now pretty soon they're getting ready to rock and roll here as we're inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. And now it is going to be introduced here. It is time to get it on in these boys' section championships. And I guess I have to sit down. I usually get fired up and I get ready, as I, you know I always do. I talk with my hands and I stand up. I'm going to have to be subtle here tonight and sit down and remember that. And now, a heck of a job done raising money here, I believe, tonight. And somebody's going to be an awful lucky winner. Who are going to be the winners for your OFA Blue Devils? Five alive is all I can think here. Winner. Bonnie Matthews, big winner in the house. Jerry Shepard doing a great job here tonight. I love it. As do I love Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. What a great sponsor they are. And now we are getting ready to rock and roll. We've got the hey, let's go from the Section 3 state champ from a long time ago. Not said in a bad way, but Randy Morrison finally joining me. Randy, you've been here all day since the start of the weigh-in. Now's the time, though, where it really happens out on the floor. Oh, this is what they've been working for, 95 days of, since the first day of practice. So tonight's the night to uh, put it on the line. Okay. What do you not want to do early in a Section 10 championship match? Lose. Okay. No, but uh, you have to uh, 
just go out there and wrestle your style that you wrestled all year. Um, can't change things, you know, just because it's the final. Enough people are nice to lose, let it get tight. Now, we had a takedown right there by Mitchell McCarthy of Augsburg. Man, he's just the top seed in this weight class. So, Matt just almost there up with a reversal, back on her feet. We're at 2-1 to one right now. And Mitchell in his white uniform, Cannon's in their black uniform as Randy takes away. But as mentioned, Randy said a takedown early by Mitchell McCarthy, but a point awarded to the Bears here. And right now on the scoreboard, Howland Pumpet is 2-1 to one as they're forcing themselves out of the circle with a buck 19 in this first period. So Haycook actually got his takedown right at the end, right on the line. So it's 3-2 right now, Matt Haycook over Mitchell McCarthy. And that's a flurry of a fast five points here in, in 41 seconds. Well, that, that's where a lot of the action is in the lightweight. They say pound for pound, they answer stronger, but everyone goes to the circus to see the elephants. But uh, yeah, these guys are fun to watch. So, take us on top right now. It's still pretty early into the first period. In on an ankle pick, a nice tight waist. Mitchell's up to his feet. Matt runs him out of bounds. He'll come back, fresh start. Now, this is about four timers, so already they've kind of ran themselves out of the circle rather easily. Well, if the rest needs that the, the Mitchell is being pushed out of bounds, the top guy could get called for stalling. But if Mitchell just runs out of bounds, he could be called for stalling as well. They try to keep the action in the middle of that circle. Right now they're in the inside the 10-foot circle. Looks like he's got a nice tight weight. Going with a one-on-one in the bar right now. He's got to jump to that side and run the bar. I can hear Coach Morrison hollering to him. 40 seconds left. He's got a half a one-on-one right now. He's pretty relentless. There you go. Nice reload. He'd have to do that a couple more times. He has to do that more than once. But Mitchell is doing a great job of getting up to a base, turning away the way he's supposed to. Look away from the half. Maddie's still pretty determined to run that. He's got the half one-on-one. I gotta give kudos to Mitchell. He's doing a nice job of fighting that half off. So we're under 15 seconds. Still that half Nelson. No back points yet. He's running that run at. He's got the Peter point right there. He might get a two count. There's one swipe. One, two, no, two one swipe. No back point. So unlike our dual meet, we'll now flip the coin, the disc, fourth choice. Choice goes to Matt Haycliffe. Matt defers. So Matt will have that option in the third period. Mitchell chooses neutral. Pretty interesting. Both of each have had a takedown that first period. Well, I know one thing. Mitchell for the Blue Devils not going to give up. No cross-country runner ever gives up. I'll tell you that. But the momentum certainly to hate cook toward the end of that first oh, period. Oh, absolutely. It takes a lot out of you fighting a half-off like that. He did a great job. Didn't give up the back point. That ref makes a better door in the window. There we go. And those are some big points. I mean, in a 3-2 match right now, those could... Action goes out of bounds. They're still on their feet. Neutral position. Looks like Haycook is pressing the action right now. Forward pressure. Little head pound. Let's take a shot. You can hear Coach Morrison. You bring both hands when you take a shot. You can't leave one up top. And those Blue Devils will hit you with a head knock, and it'll come quick. It's still... Matt's pushing the action. There's a selling. So Mitchell's got to either start circling or he's got to force some action of his own. And again, that official we have tonight for this match will be representing Section 10 of this New York State tournament in two weekends. So Ryan Ryan, 
I think tomorrow we'll be busy in the Section 3 finals as well. So we have some top-notch officials here. This is a great match. We get 3-2 to two still. Under a minute to go in the second period. Another shot. In on a double leg. Mitchell had to bail a little bit faster. He gave up a takedown. Two cheap back points. We say cheap. Take advantage of them while you can. He really didn't have a great hold on him, but you can pick up those back points. Now we're up to 7-2 to two already. He's got a butcher on him. Into a reverse half. He's got 30 seconds. That's a long time to fight off his back, but we've seen him last period do the same thing. I think he might have picked up a couple more back points there. He has to re release that hold, or the bottom guy has to have a chance to defend it. So there's two more backs. We're at 9-2 to two right now. There's that half Nelson and one-on-one -on -one again. Mitchell's got to get up off his belly, or we can see another stall call. He's running that half right now. Like you said, he's tough. Giving up back points again. We might see a pin here. Nope, no pin. Wow. Right at the buzzer. So we're going to go into the third period. Score is 12 to 2. We were at 3 to 2 after that first period. So there's 10, 10 points that uh, Haycook put on the board. We talked about Haycook having the momentum toward the end of that first period, and he carried that, as you mentioned, 10 points. And now, if you're Mitchell, you got to suck everything in. You've got to use it all to try to get the pin here. It's over. So he is. Haycook chose bottom. Which, if there's a quick reversal, didn't quite get the back point yet. Still hasn't rewarded the reversal. One escape. So I was a little premature in my uh, loss of control there, but uh, we're at 13 to 2. That's in on the leg. Got a nice tie up. He's going to look for that head up. Watch Mitchell. Grabbing the head, trying to get a get a tricep. He needs what we call in wrestling a home run move. He needs to take his feet to his back to look for the pin. 11-point deficit, hard to pick up. Not that it can't be done. Haycook scored 10 points that last period. But we can't do it if we're backing up. He gets the forward motion. Little tie-up, kind of feeling each other out. Mitchell's still coming at him. There's some of that some of that conditioning that you see in those cross country athletes. Just you coming at But that's what he has to do. He can't back up. He backs up again and get nailed to another stalling call. We're at fourteen to two. He just takes down sixteen to two. We're almost at a tech ball. There's he looking for that headlock already. Matt drops wisely, didn't go with it. So he's got a takedown. We're at fifteen to two. He gets a two point near fall and he may end up with a tech ball at this point. Mitchell's not giving up, though. Got to get off his belly a little bit. I don't, there's a half Nelson. Matt just sunk it in. That looks pretty tight from here, Chris. There's our pin. So Matt Haycook will be our Section 10, 99-pound representative of the New York State Tournament. Well, congratulations to Haycook and the Kent Bears. Getting the first Section 10 championship up on the Howland Buck Supply scoreboard here tonight. Unfortunately, it came at the price of OFA's Mitchell McCarthy, the freshman here. About 500 on the season coming to this. Baby. Made a great run here in these Section 10 championship matches and got to the end. And in the end, he was defeated. He was pinned in the third period. So congratulations again to Haycock. Congratulations, though, to Mitchell on a fine season. And now we go to the 106-pound weight class. Carter Bear of Governor, Brock Francis of Canton here. And, well, 
I know Anita Francis, I think, is Brock's mother and coaches my daughter's hockey team over at Canton. And Carter Bear, you go. Yep, and it's a quick two takedown for Carter Bear. Carter would like to improve on a six-place finish last year at the state tournament. He's looking at some back points right there. Had the nice half Nelson, similar to what Matt Haycock had from Canton in the last period. Going to try to slide in the double grapevine. Settle back, get chest to chest. He's good with getting a back point, so we're at 5 0. The 120 into the, actually 40 seconds into the first period. I think Brock is a little overmatched in this match right here. There's another cheap two point. We'll try to stack them up. Get that knee on the mat. We could have a pin. There's going to be two more back. So racking up quick. We're at 9 0. We're left in the first minute gone in the match. Right there, one minute mark in the first period. Carter Bear looking to Carter Bear doing a great job. The Governor Wildcats, they got their bright yellow unis when they come out of the floor. And well, now we're going to see some green and white for the first time here tonight in the 113-pound weight class. It's green and white versus green and white here tonight in the 113-pound weight class. We got Sam Searles from Malone, and we also got Lucas Martin. So congratulations right to the Huskies in one way, because no matter what, they're getting a state representative here out of Section 10 in the 113-pound class. You might know these guys a little more obviously than I do, Randy. Any insights into this match now? Well, I kind of asked him in the hallway who's, uh, who's going to pin who, and Lucas said that he could pin Cyril. They've done it in the practice room, but when you get out in front of the crowd, it's a whole different ball game. So some of these kids, just based off how tough some of the other weight classes are, jockeyed up a weight class, jockeyed down. I know Sam has done some, a few matches this year at 106, but he chose to bump up and going to compete against his teammate, which uh, should be a pretty good match. That 135 to go in this first period. It is 0-0 on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Our next match, 120-pound weight class, is going to be Joe McIntosh from the Governor Wildcats and Nate Record from Malone. Oh, and now... In on a nice single Martin stopped it, crawling up the body. He should have two right there. He had control. So Sam Searles is on top, got a leg in. They're both very familiar with each other, practicing every day. He's trying to get, catch that arm, maybe look for a guillotine. Not very comfortable, by the way. No. Kind of like a kind of like a pretzel. But in the same token, Sam's got to watch his own back. But he could pin himself in a defensive pin just by you know, laying there not having the opportunity to uh, improve himself. And when you get into this circle, it's not like when I used to play and be on the hockey bench and maybe we'd be down by a goal and I didn't have to be out on the ice and hoping some of the other guys could get the job done or the goalie would back you up, right? Maybe in basketball, you're not relying maybe on those to come off the bench and hit the three-pointer for you to get you back in the game. It's mono to a mono here at Malone to Malone. Yep, and Sam Shields has that leg in off the restart, trying to catch that arm. Lucas not getting stretched out, just keeping a good base. Sam's looking for that arm. Again, he's trying to trying to look for that uh right there. Sam got a oh, he's gonna score some back points. If he can get around his head, he will have that guilty that we were talking about earlier. He does get two near falls, so it's four to zero, fifteen seconds left in the first period. Martin's gotta to get to his base. You can't let him drive his hip to the mat. He's Sam Sterles with Tournament to get some more back points. We got one time. 
championship match. Have you ever been in that situation? I don't think you would be on a section three where you're going against somebody on your own team in the weight class. Nope. Oh, very few times. If there are other sections like section three tomorrow, there may be a couple of kids in the same weight class if they have a great day that could meet each other in the final. But uh, it doesn't happen very often but more sections have gone to getting more kids opportunities. You could have two studs in your room, both the same weight class. So, And with an at-large that system that's out there, a wild card so to speak. Some kids may get that opportunity if they do get beat by their teammate in the final. So we have never received it at large in Section 10, but uh, you know we keep improving our quality of wrestling, which this year has started to come back up. You never know, we might just have that in the future. He's pulling that arm pretty good. I was surprised. He's giving up back points. Sam Searles has him on his back and has the leg in. Lucas can't just hold it, wait until the third period and hope he gets tired. He is not in a very good position right now. There's three back points right there at a minimum. Lucas is playing off his back, but he's got just under a minute to play off his back. He's quite a contortionist from what we can see here. I can't believe his head's where it is and he's where his hips where they are. Not a bad way, but he no. looks like a fish out of water flopping trying to get out of it here. So... Sam is still looking. We might be close to a pin. I'll go if he can punch you and belly down. There's a pin right there. So, two, three minutes, 27 seconds into the match. Sam Searles will head back to the state. He has been to the state tournament before, and uh, he is headed back. Well, we've had three matches, three pins so far here in the contest. The first match, Matt Haycook from Cam pinning off-base Mitchell McCarthy in the 99-pound weight class. In the 106-pound weight class, Carter Bear from the Governor Wildcats pitting Hans Brock Francis. In the 113-pound weight class, Sam Sturles most recently beating Malone Lucas Martin with the pin. Now we go to the 120-pound class. Governor in their bright yellows, Malone in their green. And it's Joe McIntosh for the Wildcats, Nate Record for the Huskies. So McIntosh, he's going to look very tough on top. His footwork on at the neutral position has improved quite a bit. I know the coaches spoke about it this week. Rico ran out of shot. Joe is able to defend it. He's right into a foot traction right now. Should have his takedown. He's giving up back right now. Joe will wait until he gets his five count. He heard the five. Now he's going to try to improve the look for the pin. He's got a reverse half. He just gets it up chest to chest. We may have another pin here. Nope. Rico does a nice job of rolling to his belly. We're 5-0 right now. Don't be surprised if you don't see a cradle right now. You can hear the fans say, watch for the cradle. Joe McIntosh is noted for his either head in the side or his cross-face cradle. He can take it either way. So 5-0, 1-0-7 left in the first period. They're going back to the center of the map for a restart. If you ever needed to get to the outside of that circle, they recorded it right there. He did. He did a nice job of defending that, especially after being on his back. He fought off his back. Joe's got a tricep pretty good. He's running the head to the knee. He's got it locked up. This might. Let's go get somebody to their back. It doesn't doesn't end very well. He needs to high leg back there. He's bottom knee in the ribs. He may elevate that far leg, kick it out a little bit. He's got to keep circling towards. 
Nate's head. Circle again, bottom knee in the ribs. The official's looking, making sure there's nothing's covered, no obstruction of the airway. You still got to get that bottom knee in the ribs. Circle to the head. Circle to the head again. There he goes. Nate's doing a great job of fighting off his back. Elevates the leg. But it's, it's tell you, we can't see the angle that the ref can. Long time, still 20 seconds. We can get out of this. We'll just give it up three points. That's pretty good to end the first period. So it'll be an 8-0. You got to get that bottom knee in the ribs. You got it underneath, which isn't helping. Kind of obstructs the view of the official, to be honest with you. Three, two, one. Well, just as much as McIntosh was trying to pin him, record was working hard to not get pinned. Yes, he was. He did whatever he could do to keep that shoulder off the mat, and we're going to the second period. McIntosh with eight-point lead here on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard already here for the Wildcats. He can. He knows what's coming, so we'll see if Joe can beat him to the punch. Does a nice job of sitting out. Joe controls the hips. He's got a one-on-one right now. Can't keep that arm up front like that. He's going to jam it up. Look for that cradle again. He's got to get his head off the mat. There he goes. Working himself back to the base. Nice job by Recor. McIntosh. He's playing it conservative now, which usually isn't his style, but got to give credit to Recor. He's got some hand control. You can take some away from that guy on top. That's a plus for you, but he's still driving hard. He's up on his toes. Riding, doing a great job of riding. Record is doing a good job maintaining his base. Looking for a toilet bowl there, possibly. Three quarter Nelson, as some people know it as. Jumping on that cradle again, trying to run that head to the knee. He knows it's coming. It's just over a minute to go in the second period. McIntosh doing a good job of riding. He's got to get his hip off the mat. That makes a nice adjustment. Credit to Record for putting him there initially. Got a nice ankle fix, driving, getting big on him. He gets that reverse half. Settle his hips. Got to settle his hips. Record is doing a great job. You have a lot of good practice partners in the room to make you work that way. He has two kids the weight class below that were in the finals. So it always helps when you have a lot of kids in the room that push you to get better. I don't know if he's got any back points out of that. I don't see if, yep, he was holding three. So we're at 11 to 0. Again, credit to Record, not giving up the pin. Before we started the finals match, there was only a one-point difference between Governor and Malone for the team title. So this will be a key match right here. If we can, if Governor can pick up the pin, it'll give him a little more distance. Right now, they're both even on pins. Zeros had a pin, and Carter Bear had a pin. So it's still a one-point difference. Record doing a nice job coming out. Doesn't quite get the escape, but... Joe didn't really lose control of McIntosh. I hear people hollering for one. If he would have had some separation, he would have had that one point. And, again, the boundary. If we could ever go to the college rules, it'd make it a lot easier on officials. As long as you have a fingernail in the center of that big circle, you can keep wrestling. Uh, We're going into the third period now. And, obviously, as well as McIntosh did, he's up 11 nothing right now. I, I just can't believe the effort Record's given. I mean, he has been down and out maybe two or three times in this match. It just his, hasn't given up. Look at his posture up there. He's kind of wobbling around like, you know, one more punch and he might knock him out. Not a very good bat return. Joe McIntosh had a stand-up 
three-quarter. You can tell he's tired from fighting off his back. We're at 13-0 to zero right now. He gets two more near fall. We're going to have a tech fall. So he's got a nice scoop on him. He's looking for his head in the side cradle. His hands are locked right now. If he could drop that elbow behind the knee. Not sure what he's got going here. He's got to watch his own back, though. He's got his back points right there. So if he could just roll through with it. Come up. There's Joe McIntosh with a tech fall. Four minutes and 38 seconds. Into the mat. Now, the tech fall, just make it clear, it's more than 15 points, correct, Randy? 15 or a margin of 15 or higher to uh, secure a technical fall, yes. So there you have it. The Governor Wildcats, they get the tech fall victory here. And now we're moving on places. That's been four matches. We now go into the 126-pound weight class. And that's right, baby. We got one of your Blue Devils. Zach Roberts most recently joined the 100 win club, and he's taking on Malone's Hunter White here. And now they get ready to go inside the circle as the clock just starts to tick in the first period here. So Zach Roberts is the favorite. Again, people are jockeying around because of the weight class. Quick takedown with just less than 10 seconds. Let's Hunter up. Hunter's a young wrestler. Going to pay his dues. He'll be pretty good before it's done, but going up against Zach Roberts tonight. Zach's only a junior, if I understand that right. Right now he's a man amongst boys. Just looking at his physique. Just think with another year. Coach Ryder working on him in the room there. See some uh, great improvement. He's done a, a lot of improvement just from last season. So doing a great job in there, taking him down. And Zach is very tough on top, too. If he wants to put the legs in, he is tough. But he's going with a takedown game right now. And on another double leg. Cuts him. Almost cut him, cut him before they even got the uh, takedown. Make sure you get your control before you cut him. That's a lot of work to do. Fix him up with these. Got to be careful once that whistle blows. It'd be the worst thing to happen. Get there with an unsportsmanlike or a slam after the whistle blows. You're winning quite comfortably 10 to 5, and you lose a, to the unsportsmanlike. Right. I've seen it happen before. There's another takedown. I don't think he's going to play that takedown game anymore. He's going to try to slay the leg in here. He might be looking for a cradle of his own. And already in this minute, 13 opening first period it is i mean robert 12 to 5 absolutely yep so all sports all the time got the tricep and to scoop up he will throw the legs in and it's it's not a very comfortable feeling when zach puts the legs in on top hunter's doing a nice job though scrambling on the bottom zach got the legs in looking for a power half 20 seconds left in that First period, a lot of points in the first period. I thought we were in the second already, but Hunter's doing a nice job. Get his knees together, crawling forward. Got a stalemate with 10 seconds to go. So the ref will call a stalemate when neither man can improve their position. Give him a fresh start. Bottom guy, obviously, an opportunity to get an escape or reversal. Top guy to maybe set something else up on top. Gets a tight waist, pick the ankle. Wise in the 10 seconds left. Keep him down. Don't let him score any unnecessary points. And we're going to go into the second period with Zach Roberts leading the match 12 to 5. Well, obviously, Roberts looking very comfy here in this match, but you never know. You just never know. No. 
wrestler you're wrestling is pretty good at pinning you if he puts you there. It could be. Is it possible be one of those wrestlers that may not have a shot, but just have this move or this oh, one move you can pull off? Yes. Yeah, so if, if a kid takes top, usually takes top for a reason. He has a pinning combination that he thinks is pretty good. So, and usually a coach will say he took top for a reason. So you got to get out of there. You got to get hand control, seal something off, so that he can't, you know, capitalize on that. So Zach had a quick reversal, start the period, 14 to five right now. Choosing to ride him out right now. Looking for his own head and side cradle, maybe. Now he's going for the HST cradle, we like to call it. We'll leave the acronym right there, but he has a tight cradle. And there's a pin. So, two minutes, 43 seconds, and uh, Zach Roberts is your 2018 126-pound champion from Augsburg. Well, you got to love that if you believe Blue Devil Blue, our first Section 10 champion of the night, comes in the 126-pound weight class. Zach Roberts with the pin in the second period. And now we get ready for another Blue Devil wrestler, back-to-back Blue Devil wrestlers here. And it's going to be senior Cornell David, about 145 wins or so on the season. Section 10 champion last year. Doesn't mean you're going to be again this year. And he goes against Malone and Dark Green, Tyler Trombley, Cordell, and his road whites here. Nope. Cordell, again, body style, man amongst boys in this weight class. You can tell he spends a lot of time working on his, you know, the weights, doing a lot of, I know he does a Spartan run, you know, a lot of stuff to keep himself conditioned. So, in on the shot, gets the takedown and start the period. Got his trade locked up on Tyler Trombley. And Trombley's anything like the rest of those Malone. Kids, they will play off their back. They do not give up pins very easily. He is speed to step off that leg. We like to call pick them up like a sack of potatoes, let that shoulder pop through, then he can take them right to their back. A lot of work there, no back point. You know, credit to Trombley for not giving them up. Now Cornell has a cross face cradle, bottom in a rib, textbook. Holding them back inbound. Get that bottom in the rib. That's yeah, close to a pin right there, but again, credit to the Malone wrestlers for fighting off their back. That was close. The bottom of your scapula was touching the mat at the same time. That was a pin in my eyes, but I'm not the official tonight. I don't want to be the official. Yeah. Cornell does pick up three near fall. The official should be awarding it right now because he's had a chance to defend that opportunity. There, he gives him the three now. He went from a cradle to a totally different, just a ride. So a little late on the three, but nonetheless, he's got his back point. Looking to scoop a leg up. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts looking for a head to side cradle. Looking for his own power half. Got to drive forward. Drive forward. There's some back. Get some swipe. Nope, just another one count. Another two. There's two kind. Oops. I give credit to Tyler Trombley. He's doing a great job of playing off the back. Three more back points for Cordell. Three seconds left in the match. Not going to get We're 8-0 after the first period. Cordell is just, for lack of a better term, he's manhandling right now. But to give Trombley credit, he does not want to get pinned. No, in fact, at one point, Trombley was getting out of the circle almost, and Cordell actually gave him about three drags in. Yeah, did a great job there. So Cordell's on bottom, up to his feet, hasn't got any points yet. Two reversal right there. 
nice switch right into a head and a side cradle. You could just take him straight over the top, get up on his toes, get to get off our knees. He's going to look for that HST work for his teammate the last period, or the last match, rather. All he's got to do is fall off the head right there. He just falls off the head with that leg scoop. It's a lot of time to tie up in a cradle and not get any points at all. I can't see, but I think we're going to hear the mat slap pretty soon. Nope. He's got his back. He's holding three. He still has the cradle. I let go of the cradle. Spin behind. Absolutely. Like, all those kids working together. They're pretty young like the rest. He cuts them with a, just over a minute to go. 13 to 1. Takes him down to be 15 to 1. He might decide to cut him, take him down one more time, look for that tech ball. Kind of feeling him out. Tyler tried to shoot in. Not a great shot, but showing his aggressiveness. He's not going to back up the whole time. Cordell gets his takedown, 15 to 1. So I think he may, if he goes, gets a pin now, he would end up getting a tech pin because he technically would have tech balled him, but he wants to get the pin and the tech. Some kids look for that. He's got a bottom white cradle. This might be the icing on the cake if he can get his hands locked together. He's, nope, he lets him belly out, gets his three near fall, that's a tech fall. So two minutes and 35, three minutes, 35 seconds. The Tech Ball, Cordell David, making a return trip to the state tournament and uh, did a great job. Well, congratulations to our second Blue Devil wrestler in a row that have posted win here for us at this time, senior Cordell David getting the job done. They call him Cordell Cup of Cake David, and, well, he's going to be Cup of Cake at home here tonight, the 132-pound Section 10 champion, and now... We're starting to get up there a little bit in the weight classes. Not too far up there yet, but we go to the 138-pound weight class. And, hey, I want to thank you just in case you're joining us. Christopher Spicer alongside Randy Morrison bringing you Boys High School Section 10 Wrestling Championship action from Cannon High School. And, again, two Blue Devils back-to-back. Zach Roberts in the 126-pound class. Cordell David in the 132-pound class move on to the Section 10 championships. And now first period, 138-pound class. Thomas Trombley, Malone, Keenan LaBuff Davis again. Trombley in on a takedown. He has a three-quarter Nelson, and we're going to hear that man slap pretty quick. That is tight. But I don't know how Keenan LaBuff is not pinned there, but to his credit, he's doing something right. There's the pin. Uh, 41 seconds of the first period. Thomas Trombley with a fall, once again, 41 seconds. Wow, it's just, that's the way it can happen. It can happen in a flash. You can get inside that circle in two minutes a period or six minutes overall. It can seem like a lifetime, or it can go by in just like that. And now we've got your fourth Blue Devil wrestler coming out of the floor tonight. So far, we've got two moving on to Section 10 champions, and now you've got Joseph Cummings on your side of the fence with the Wildcats and Christopher Schubert-Brockens. Yep, I don't think they wrestled each other in a couple of years. Actually, I could look up quick, but I think that they wrestled each other in the finals of the Section 10 tournament a few years ago in Messina. So. And Tristan's a freshman. Yep, same as Joseph, so these two guys may meet each other for the next three years to come. So <laughs> they, uh, 
They both bumped up. Russell Tristan was as low as 126 this year at one point. So now he's up to 145. He's growing. Cummings in on a double A, gets a two takedown. So neither one of them really didn't know what to expect, bumping up to 145. But if uh, Joseph wrestles like his father, white coach his senior year, he'd probably get a wrestle a couple weight classes later and end up placing in the state tournament. So depends on what what drives you, how much determination, and if you really want to beat the guy worse than he wants to beat you. So Cummings on top, nice breakdown. Tristan's got to get some hand control. Tries to step up. There's a cradle coming for Cummings right now. He's got to be careful. He's on that edge. So if he can circle around, he can Nope. Going out of bounds. Tristan trying to hit the quick roll. So 2-0. We got one minute, nine seconds left in the first period. So far, definitely on the heels is Tristan in this match. Yep. He's doing a great job on bottom, though. A lot of movement. Not let Cummings lock that cradle up. Had it locked up on the edge, but... Looking for a nice mat return. Yep, trying to catch that wrist on the way down. He does. Maybe he'll put it up on his back. Look for a cable. He's got a nice big grab. Switches it up. Looking for a claw right now. If he gets the claw, go to the left. Well, he's got a head in the side cradle right now. He's got to get his head in the hole. Not getting any points off it yet. We've seen a lot of cradles tonight from all the schools. Yeah, that's been the dominant move tonight. Joseph Cummings needs to put his head in the hole. Tristan did a nice job of defending it, trying to catch that leg. 2-0 still, 35 seconds to go in the first period. Well, I feel like a great poster would be when these kids are in that situation where they're almost pinned, their face is full of anguish, and then say, I love this sport. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. And they've gone to, out of those 95 days, there's been a lot of practices over the last... There's a nice Mary turn right to his back. So he got the claw this time. Bottom coming up. He's got three near falls. So now we're at 5 0. We got 20 seconds left. Shouldn't have took the wind out of him, but Tristan's working on that roll. Look, Jodo's got it caught in the head knock. Time. We're tied up just like that. Got caught in that infamous headlock with the Blue Devils. So we got a five five score right now. Yep. And uh Newer chooses the bottom. I'll tell you. That whole first period for three quarters of it controlled by Cummings and then out of the chamber. Yep. So Cummings up to his feet. Trying to get out. Tristan got a break. He just got warm for stalling. Did try to bring him back to the mat. Hips are tight. If your hips are tight, you're not really trying to get control. You have control. You just have to uh, bring him back to the mat. So that's like a little ace card in his back pocket at the point. So if he can come to his feet again, Tristan can't bring him back to the mat. He may pick up a point, which will break that tie. Up to his feet. Tristan lets him go this time. Six to five. Both on their feet. Look at the movement. Joseph in on a shot. See if he can catch that arm. He likes to hit the jump a lot. Looking for a hard and fast. Tristan's got a chin and a hook. 
They have a battle of wills right now. This is the best match. Well, I don't want to say it's the best match, but just a, a really great match. Looking on that jump, we got some good action. Cummings hit that jump, and on the takedown, can't quite capitalize on back points, but we're eight to five right now. He's got that tricep pretty deep. So again, we're in the same situation as the last period. Hope we can ride him out, not hang his head, and give up that headlock. That five-point move was big. At this point, we could be eight to zero had it not been for that nice. Nice job of Tristan Richardson hitting the headlock and getting those three near fall. I feel the years we see coming off the wrestling coaches right now, literally. Absolutely, yeah. Like you see, I think I think Coach Barry and Coach Gunners would be great right now. They didn't have their head shaved. So. Joseph's got to get up on his toes. He's trying to get a hook and roll. He's coming out to the side. He's got a nice ankle. He's driving into him. We're 22 seconds left in the second period. He's looking for a half. Tristan trying to wing down. He's got a nice tight half right now. He's taking back points. Boy, he's close to that 45-degree angle. He's got to come back and chest to chest. Whoop. Potentially dangerous. Get a restart with six seconds to go. Ooh, that could be a lucky break for Tristan Richardson. Oh, absolutely. It could have been, you know, a minimum of two back points. Would have put us at 10 to 5. So we're still at 8-5. we got injury time right now. Point three seconds to go in that second period. So Cummings came out first period, controlled that, and then struck late was Tristan Richardson. As this second period's gone on, the momentum really swinging back, back towards Cummings, but it's still eight to five here. Five. It's just another headlock away from taking the lead. But right. Six seconds to go. We will see uh, whose choice. I think it's going to be Tristan's choice in the third period. So if he takes bottom, you know he's going to look for an escape and try to get a headlock, or if he takes top. Maybe take neutral and try to head back him right from his feet, like talks about, right from feet to back. So we got six seconds to go yet. There's time to get some cheat back points that we talked about earlier in the uh, championship matches tonight. So Tristan takes bottom. These guys are fighters right oh, now in this circle. Absolutely. Nice ankle fix, rising to the mat, chops the arm. Good. Nice job of riding him out, so. Gonna be interesting this choice this period. Green choice. Gonna go to Tristan. We'll go neutral. So again we have to look out for that headlock. Headlock or that chin and hook like he tried the second period. So we got Tristan in OFA white, Governor Cummings in the Governor bright yellow here out at the circle. So they're still feeling each other. Joseph doesn't want to commit too much because he knows that headlock's coming. So he's coming to him. Tristan's got to be careful because he backed up earlier so he could give up another back point. Joseph in on another jump. He's that arm. he got two takedowns. He's got that tricep tight. So now we're up to should be 12 to 5 right now. Looking for that half Nelson straight over the top. Looking for a cradle right now. At a one count there. Again, we get pinned out of bounds. I'm not sure why they... You got two backs on that. Should be 14 to 5 right now. Hang on. 14 5. All of a sudden, Tristan falling quite behind. But there is a minute 18 left in this third period. It is possible what he's showing earlier in this match that he could possibly come back and maybe, just maybe, pin Cummings here. But Cummings definitely in control here. And now starting on the bottoms is Richardson. 
Cummings on top. Just over a minute left in this third period. So now doing a great job of hand control. Looking for that headlock again. Joseph's got to get big, kind of shake him off. Going to look for that jump again. Maybe he can get those back points. Give up that reversal. That's fine. 12 to 7. Right him out. We got 45 seconds. He's looking for that half. Tristan is coming back pretty strong. You can hear them Blue Devil fans over there. Howling pretty good. Joseph turns in. He's in on a leg. He can finish this. He can take her out of bounds. Get a fresh start, maybe. He's looking for the head. He's going to try to. Right there, he can hit a Peterson if he caught that arm. Still green. So Tristan is still on top. We've got 24 seconds left. I think everybody already wanted him to be neutral. Wait. You've got to let him know that he has one point. So. It is 13 to 7 right now. Again, looking for that home run move. He's got to come after him to get it, though. Drops in on the leg. Keep his elbows in. He doesn't want to give up the big throw. Got to keep his elbows in. Again, we got a 7, 6, 5. He's tried. He just, not for a lack of effort. There's two takedown of the swimming. 15 to 7. That was a great match. Both of those wrestlers moved up in weight. They gave it all they had. That was an awesome match. Like I said, they're both freshmen. We might see that again next year in the draft. That was so far as far as just being close. That was. And, and just the effort that they gave. I don't want to say that other guys didn't give as much effort. But well, these guys, that was awesome. It was another level. There's no love love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations to Joseph Cummings. Gets the win. And, well, so far, your OFA Blue Devils have done all right, right? They got five in to the Section 10 championships. Mitchell McCarthy, though, in the 99-pound weight class lost. And then your OFA Blue Devils, Zach Roberts, he won by pin in the second period, so he's moving on to the States. Cordell David would by technical fall. Unfortunately, Tristan Richardson just fell. But now we go to the 152-pound weight class. And, well, Section 10 champ last year made it. Geez, I want to say a final four, final six maybe last year. It's not last year. It was the year before he hit in the top eight. But, uh, no, he's back. It's uh, Rhodey's beaten Alfred a couple times this year. They just met as recently as this past week. And, uh, this is Alfred McNeil, excuse me, from alone. Nice inside trip by Brody. Alfred trying to funk it up a little bit, which kind of plays right into Brody. Brody's dangerous if he gets to that point. Brody's got to be careful where he's at. No points yet. No points yet. Now he got his two reversal. So even though he had Brody on his back, he didn't really have control. So sometimes control, as an old official back in the Frontier League days, Section 3, control's not observed as well. You can kind of feel if the guy, look at their facial expressions. If they feel panicked, you're probably giving up the control. But uh, it's 2-2 two to two right now. We got some injury time or blood time on Hogginsburg. Well, I think there's a lot of sigh of relief going on. You talked about he didn't have complete control, but... I saw Dad twitching pretty darn well over there. Yep. So he uh, he said he, he had him into uh, some criteria, but 
you don't have control, they will not give you those back And again, we have an official worth, you know, in many state tournaments, though, we have a state caliber official fishing in state caliber kids. They're both defending Section 10 champs. There's a quick escape for Brody. Back on their feet. Three to two. One minute. Nice ankle pick. Pretty good takedown for Brody. But Brody's got to watch it back. Alfred's doing a nice job of playing Brody's game, to be honest. Usually that's what we see Brody do. Brody's got a nice half, nice spiral ride. 50 seconds to go. Looking for his own cradle right now. Cuts him. Wise. But we don't get rolled. Easier to give up one. And then two. He's sticking him down at will so far. Kind of feeling him out. Got a nice underhook in there. Good head position. Nice high crotch. Cuts it to a double. That's a very nice. That's textbook. Cuts him again. Got to be careful. He cuts. Maybe he can break McNeil's will. McNeil had a tough match earlier in the semifinals against the Governor kid. The score at the end was lopsided. The Governor kid tried to go for a home run that he needed, but uh, gave up gave up a five-pointer. So, these boys are going at it. Brody's shoulder, he has that strapped up right now, but doesn't seem to bother him. So, he's, he's cranking it pretty good. It looks like we might have a little shoulder issue with Alfred McNeil. We hate to see matches end like this, but kind of rubbing it out a little bit. They say it's a long way from your heart. You'll be all right. He's going to be hurt. Yeah. When you leave one way. Yeah. It could be an existing injury. Not sure. Kind of kind of could see what side it was. Obviously, they were both cranking each other's shoulder. Well, right. So, the animal in you. When you get back into the circle, you're going for that spot yeah. if you can, right? Back up against the wall, you come out swinging, right? So it'll, it'll be, I don't know. You've got a minute and a half. I'll get get it worked out. match so far is controlled by Brody, but very dangerous. Like. Yeah, it, that's Brody's style, though. It's, yep. He shoots from the hip for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, they're back on their feet again. Seven to four, Brody Shepard. End of the first grade. Takes out right at the end of the first period. So Brody doing a nice job in this first period. He's got nine to four advantage here on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. But that being said, though, Alfred McNeil, he's got some potential in this match here as we get ready to start second period. Absolutely. So they're going to start on their feet again. It must have been Brody's choice. He's been taking him down pretty much at will from here. Nice double leg. Cuts him again. Brody looks pretty improved on his feet. Usually he comes into some type of scramble, but he doesn't want to be on the mat. That could be where McNeil's dangerous. Again, get on top. Get on a shot. McNeil's doing a nice job of defending it. Has a nice wizard. Brody with a bear hug. He steps across, cranking on each other's shoulders. So Brody with a takedown. Cuts him again. We're 13 to 5 right now. Alfred wants to get some takedowns. He can't wait to capitalize on a mistake by Brody on a shot. Tries a half shot, tries a little sucker drag, as we like to call it. He's got his own wizard. He might wait and wait for Brody to come up, look for a pancake. Arm comes off the back. He's got a quarter Nelson. Not quite behind it. I thought he was going to get two. Brody looks pretty composed. They're back neutral, separated. That was a great effort by McNeil. Brody did a good job defending. 
Kenny nonchalantly fixes his headgear, and they're back in action. And you know, just kind of staying here and got some points back at 13-6. Yep. So we're under a minute to go in the second period. They're both feeling each other out again. Brody hasn't fired off one of his double legs again, and they're on a high crotch. Got to watch that chin. Got to keep looking across the back. That chin whip. There, he gets his stake down. Did a nice job of keeping looking across the back. That chin was tough to defend sometimes. Looks like McNeil, maybe that injury or he's just running out of gas. That's shoulder. Yep. Or he could be sandbagging, looking for that third period. As long as he doesn't give up any points right now, he's five seconds to go. He's got nailed for stalling. Got to get your head off the mat. You can't just lay there and keep your head down. But we're going into the third period with a nine-point lead by Brody Shepard. Alfred McNeil's choice. He's going to choose neutral. So, Alfred's going to be looking for that home run move roll we got going right now. It seems to me things been heating up a little bit. The match has just generally kind of been better, a little more aggressive as we've gone here. Again, they're feeling each other out. i got to believe McNeil's going for that nice high crotch again. Cracked it back, high leg over. McNeil did a nice job of catching that leg and passing it. Brody's got to get some elevation. Got to get big. Got to get big. He might try to reach back, catch a leg. Doing a nice job of scrambling. Still no control. Just when he's up, Brody might catch it. McNeil did a nice job of passing the leg. Back on their feet. Got a minute 25 left in the third period. I think they're both getting a little tired. They were like a haymaker. Like being down at the gin mill on a Friday night. They come out swinging, and all of a sudden they start losing some gas. So. Well, it is Friday night here in the Canton Gymnasium. the difference is in that second period when Brody squirted for about eight points. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So Brody's in on another shot. Not finishing quite as fast as he was earlier. you got to be careful. He pops his head up. Alfred might hit him with a pancake. I don't know why he wouldn't try that, but Brody with a takedown. we got just under a minute to go in the third period. I heard Malone fans power pancake, and I think he had him set up for it, but again, it's you can feel the guy's coming up if it's that opportunity. You don't want to force something to put yourself to your back. Brody's got the leg. I think he's gonna looking for his own cradle. Break Alfred back down. Alfred doesn't get his head off the mat. He could get nailed for stalling again. Just do a base. Doing a good job. Brody cuts him. 20 seconds to go. Well, Albert needs a home run. He's got to get after him. He can't just win her. Brody does not need to shoot, so I'd be surprised if he does. Just hand fight, maintain your position, a little half shot just to make it look good. He didn't really need to even do that. They kind of have respect for each other. Big hands. Brody is your Section 10, 152-pound champion. All right, so the Blue Devils have shown themselves well here this this evening, I should say, for Kent Central School. Again, five for your OFA Blue Devils, making it to the Section 10 Championships. Mitchell McCarthy, unfortunately, he was defeated. Tristan Richardson was defeated. But Cordell David, Brody Shepard, and Zach Roberts, those three for your OFA Blue Devils will move on to the Section 10 State Championships. Well, should be pretty good contests down there, but we still got a lot of good contests going right here. And now we're into what, Randy? The 160-pound weight class. Yes, we have Tyler Campini from Milwaukee. 
favorite in this weight class. They got John O'Brien not backing down. He doesn't care that Tyler T. and Beanie was the number one seed. I'm not sure if they met each other earlier this year, but uh, O'Brien is not backing down. Campini, not a shot. Got a nice hook. Got to watch. He's going to give up two takedown. That was close. I don't know. Anyway, sometimes you look at the other officials to see what they think. That one was close, but uh, nonetheless, it is a takedown for Campini. O'Brien, hey, you're in good behavior tonight with the officials. <laughs> hey, They're doing a good job, that means. Because you know your stuff. As long as they stay out of my way, we'll be good. A couple of nice mad returns by Campini. He's got to be careful. One of those, he doesn't slam. That'd be a horrible way to lose the match, but he's got a scoop. Just got two one-on-ones. It's hard to turn like that unless you get it up on your hip, which he does. They call that the Blair Bar. Great prep school down in New Jersey. It's very tough. They like to, like that ride. Get two one-on-ones. Still has it. O'Brien stepping over the lake. Comes out. Gets a base. Got to get his head off the mat. Got to let go of that leg. You don't want to see way out there. Team Beanie could slip a regular bar in and turn him up. Credit to O'Brien for not going over. He's been in that position for a good 30 seconds now. Trying to improve his position. He's on that teetering point right now. One big step, but he's kind of losing that arm. O'Brien needs to punch that arm to the mat, get a good base. He does. Get his head off the mat. He's got a point pressure. He can't just let the guy keep pushing in. we got a point pressure. It's in knees underneath you. I wouldn't step over like that. I'm sure Coach Morse is probably hollering the same thing over in the other corner. Malone coaches look pretty comfortable over here on our side of the map. Again, Candini is a favorite. He's got a Merkel. He's got to stretch him up if he wants to score with that. Well, Brian can save balls up. There we go. Uh, after the first period, can you believe it? We're only 2 0. That hasn't happened in a lot of matches. The Panzer has been an all out brawl. Yeah, I mean, I say going back to that closest match was uh, Tristan for the Blue Devils. That was in Governor uh, yeah. Cummings, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that, that was. That, that was, was yeah, yeah, for a while. So, Tambini's down. So, maybe Donald O'Brien has some pinning combination of his own. Got a half. Oops, coming up. Potentially dangerous. Tambini will be back down again. Coach Morrison giving him some instructions over there. Got to pick the ankle tight weight. You got your toes and drive. Tambini up to his feet right now. O'Brien's got to look to man return. We might see a stalling call right now. No, cuts him before he does. Good stance. Right now we're three to zero. Tambini. O'Brien's not backing down. Doing a nice job. Tambini's, you know, fundamentally sound. Good stance. Got a nice overhook right now. Oh, hip toss out of bounds. So, fortunately, these new flexi-roll master, they take a lot of absorption. I know we bought a brand-new man one here in our AD who had a lot of wrestling background at the time. Took an egg from a six-foot-high ladder, dropped it on the bat, and had enough shock absorption. The egg did not break. Yeah, so the wrestlers are very protected. I know they weigh more than an egg, but... Tambini with a nice pass, Nelson, right now. He might end up with a pin right here. So there it is. 101 in the second period. So three minutes. Well, congratulations to the Huskies, Tyler Tambini. 
you know, they've had a pretty good showing here tonight. Even in the matches that they've lost and even maybe lost by a lot, the effort was no doubt there. And now we get into the 170-pound weight class. We're getting starting to get up there a little bit. These boys got some size here. And it's going to be Gavin Thornton against Governor Jacob Shippey. And so... <laughs> Gavin is, he uh, said this is the one earlier I was telling you about. Now it's now it's the time of the year when mental toughness comes into play. Because Gavin has beaten Jake Shippey three times this year. One of those matches were pretty close. So we'll see how things go tonight. Gavin in on a nice shot, which he's done a lot this year, but he can't capitalize on it. They're still wrestling on out of bounds. Yeah, we have top official Ryan Ryan fishing his match. All of a sudden, Shippey looks like he woke up. Sometimes it takes in the second, third period, so maybe this might be another barn burn. He has nothing to lose. He's lost to him three times this year. What he has to gain is a trip to Albany in two weeks. He's doing a nice job. Good game plan. Take away a lead leg, so sometimes sometimes a guy will shoot to the same side and take that leg away. Kind of changes up their game plan, so but you still have to score points. You can't wait for them to make the mistake. So Shippy for the Wildcats in their bright yellow uni and Gavin Thorpe for the Bears in their black uni here with a buck 17 to go in the first period. Still 0-0? It is. So neither one really committed. Just that one early shot by Gavin. Jake was able to fend it off. You can't get lazy and put that other lead leg out there. He needs to take it away. Gavin in on a shot again. Going to catch that leg. He's going to pass the leg. No points yet. He can pass that leg. Got to pass it. There's nothing yet. Shake him up. Now he's got his takedown. He's in a cradle right now. That cradle's pretty tight. So Jake Shippey knows how to defend it. Let's see if he can. He's not defending it right now. He's giving up the back point. Coach Morrison's telling him what. We've been telling the kids all night. Get that bottom knee in a rip. Circle to the head. we got 30 seconds to go. He has that cradle locked up pretty good. Even though they're on that out-of-bound boundary, He's still going to pin him, and he does. One minute and 38 seconds. Kevin Thornton with a pin. Well, how about that? Kevin Thornton coming through for the Camp Bears. He's the 170-pound weight class Section 10 champ. And now this is where you start getting a little extra meat on the boats. Here as we go to the 182-pound class. Kyle Jenkins from the Governor Wildcats against Brian Rowe from the Malone Huskies. I don't know Kyle that well. You're going to have to tell me about him. I don't know Rowe that well from the Huskies, but the one thing I can say, the way Malone has represented themselves tonight, Rowe's going to give Jenkins all he can handle. He's going to give all he can handle. Again, Kyle's the number one seed, which, again, doesn't mean anything. So, they're going to feel each other out. Kyle's pretty, pretty strong as far as he doesn't have that chiseled body, but just I'll be I'll keep it void on air. He's strong. Yeah. So kind of feeling each other. I'll see who's the who's the alpha dog out there right now. So we see the crowd getting into it. They're kind of pushing each other around. Doesn't look like a whole lot of wrestling, but let's see who the strongest is. One guy makes a mistake, and that could be all over. So, you can't keep backing up. You can hear his fans. Stop backing up. 
he backs up like that tomorrow, he's going to get nailed for stalling. Even though Jacobs hasn't even shot, but he's taking ground away from him. There he goes again, backing up. He backs up some more. We might see the official call stalling. Nope, I think he wanted to, but Kyle's not one to take a lot of shots, so... Kyle just seems to have a really solid base out there. He's not moving anywhere in a hurry. Nope, not at all. I'd say that's a good one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He maintains his position. he got to be forward again, coming at him. Ooh, trying to hit toss. Ooh, out of bounds they go. That was close. Both, both of their feet were out of bounds. That's where the supporting boundaries were. Might be a nice wake-up call for Kyle. Enough of that. See who the strongest is. Let's get out there and let's start wrestling. So, again, Brian's backing up. Got to be careful. Give up a back stall call. He's going to come back and haunt you later on. The official's going to have to make sure he controls this match. If he gets out of control, I don't think there's too much love loss between these two guys, to be honest with you. Again, Kyle in on a, oh, in on a double leg. Looking for his own headlock, maybe. Goes up the body a little bit too much. We'll fuck him around a little bit. Looking for his front headlock. He's got to bounce into the mat. Rowe looking for a rushing out of that. Does a nice job. Rowe's got to take a shot. he got to stop backing up. Ooh. Just because you're in the bigger weight class, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you have longer arms. Oh, and because of the guys that are bigger, not, not that these guys are big, but thicker thighs, yeah. thicker arms, it's tougher to make moves on them. Absolutely, yes. Two very strong young men. Just in hand control. We're under 10 seconds. So once we get to the man, we're going to see what happens with these two. I'd be surprised if either coach calls neutral. At the end of the first period, we have no score. This could be one. This could be one that goes down to the buzzer. This is going to be a tight one. But right now, let me take a little quick look. Only people that know what the score is right now is going to be Chris Poitier and myself. Right now, they have a one and a half point lead. So if Jenkins can win this, Governor is going to go back ahead. He'll pick up four minimum by just winning the match. If they can get a pin and get some bonus points, so. So to break it down for you real quick, right now in the Section 10 Division Two Wrestling Championships, team overall scores, Malone at 220, Governor at 218.50, Cannon 168, and Augensburg finishing at 138 and a half. That is correct. So I wasn't looking. We had a quick escape. I'm not sure who took bottom, what we had going there, because I was looking up their team score. Usually Green is home on the clock, so. That means that Jenkins has the first takedown, or escape first points on the board anyway. Again, Brian's got to come at him. I think the official still wants, he doesn't, he doesn't call selling. I'm going to be surprised. Nope. Jenkins did on a bad shot. Eventually he's going to have to get rewarded for taking those shots, taking that opportunity, chance you got to come forward. If he doesn't make roll back up, it's hard for the ref to call that stalling. Can't count on the stalling, but one minute to go in the third or second period. We're halfway through this match. Tries to pass five. Jenkins defends it well. They're both in the over-under. They both 
basically had the same thing. Tried to step through and trip. Not one of my favorite techniques, the way he did that. That's, you could either look like a hero or a zero real quick. So they're both back on their feet. 45 seconds left in the second period. Still feeling each other out. Kyle's got to go forward. That saw I call would help him out, but now he's backing up. He's got to circle in. Both tying up on each other's head. Neither one can really improve. If I was the ref, I'd blow the whistle called stalemate. They're broken free. 24 seconds to go. Little hand fighting. Tries it somewhat of a hip toss. Kyle shoots in. That is head in a bad position. Brian's doing a nice job stopping him. Six seconds to go. We got 3.3 seconds to go on their feet. If there's a takedown, I would be surprised. But hey, we've seen it happen earlier. Like we talked about, this could be heading to the end. We're almost to the end of the second period. 3.3, and they'll just meet in a circle and grab each other's hands a little bit and part ways to get ready for this third period. So Brian, Brian Rowe is going to take bottom at this point. So let's see how much gas he's bending over at the waist, getting tired. They both are. like they've saved a little bit, though. Oh, there's a little bit less in the tank, yeah. So, Kyle can catch him on that sit-out. He has a pretty good knack for catching people like that, but he's got to break them down and look for a good fitting combination. Can't just count on riding them out for the whole period. Got a little head lever. Got to bring that hand down to the wrist. There's a chin squeeze right there. He might have a two-pelt. Oh, he's going to get the pin right here, I think. Very opportunistic in that position. He's got to pick that head up. He's got to tee off. He's got to get a little heavier. Credit to those Malone kids, though, when they're on their back. We're 4-0 to zero right now. If he sits out again, Kyle decides to cut him. We're 4-1. Four We're going to look for that home run coming up. Just over a minute to go in the match. Kyle's got a circle in. Both pretty tired. Back to a good stance for each wrestler. Trying to dig in those underhooks. Look for that hip toss. He tried it a couple times today. Kyle in there with an underhook of his own. Trying to drag him by. Good hand to show. But take something away from their hands. You can kind of stop. Work 40 seconds. Oop. Out of bounds they go. Nice little scramble there. They're both slow getting back to the center. Some of it, I think, is a little gamesmanship. Like you said, I think they got more left in their tank than they're showing people. Hand point again. Brian's got to get in there and tie him if he wants to throw him. Takedown's not going to quite do it. That's only going to give him a four to three decision. He shoots in on a single leg. Kyle's got a nice wizard, got head pressure, single leg up in the air. Out of bounds they go. For 15 seconds, 16 seconds, if you will. We got injuries. What time right now? That's good. Right there, Jenkins Shaw, I need a drink of water. So that'd be a good breather. It's going to be a slugfest in this last 16 seconds. Both wrestlers on their feet. Jenkins is ahead, 4 to 1. You can hear Jenkins' mom telling him, you better tough it up, buddy. She doesn't give him any slack, so. You wouldn't think a wrestling mom would give any points. That's just the nature of the sport, right? Yeah. So, but no, 
she, she keeps him on his toes, that's for sure. Now you're not afraid to get out there and wrestle a big guy of 182 pounds, but you're afraid to beat mom back at the house doing yeah. something wrong. Absolutely. There's no rules. She can hype and slap you whenever she wants. So, 15 seconds, take the shot. Jenkins spin behind, two takedowns. Still riding him out. Got to be careful, though. Bailed out. Roll with a reversal. Smartly just turns to his belly. Final score, 6-3, to three, Kyle Jenkins. So Kyle Jenkins for the Governor Wildcats, 182 pounds last section, has a chance to move on to state action. And now we're getting up there. We don't have too many left, but we've got three of them. And we're at the 195-pound class. The Governor Wildcats, with that victory, will now go ahead of the Malone Huskies in the overall team points. And now right here could solidify it as Tanner Donaldson goes against Jared Mulverhill. And these two, again, teams will meet in a 285-pound class. So this could decide it right here. That is a true statement. A great now Governor have a two-and-a-half-point lead. Mulverhill in on a decent shot. Tanner's doing a nice job of defending it. He's not nearly as heavy as Zach McCauley, our 285-pounder, as Zach that Tanner practices with every day. So Tanner's going to try a little movie called The Snake. He might slide his knee up there, and it's going to be over with before we know it. There it is. 34 seconds into the first three. That seals the deal. I, I don't see uh, see them coming back from that one. Congratulations, folks. Yeah. This year's Texas had two chances. For a change, we have four teams this year. It's nice to have a lot of different competition. Yeah. Right now, even though that last match was decided in a quick matter of seconds, Tanner Donaldson with the pin over Jared Mulverhill, and now we get in the 220-pound weight class. Robert Gordon of Kin, Kyle Wood of Malone here. As mentioned, the Malone Huskies, they come in their green uniforms, the Can Bears with their black uniforms. And the boys have been kind of calm tonight, I feel like, yeah. over there watching his his young lads wrestle. Oh, yeah. We'll see. He's over in this corner now, so we might hear a little bit more from him. So, Robert Gordon bench at the state tournament before, so a very seasoned wrestler. He's a senior, so I put a little post. There he is with the takedowns. Right on the edge. Good call. So, we got <laughs> fans not happy with the call, but, hey, that's how it works here. So, Robert Gordon on top, breaks him down. Got to get on the wrist. He is on the wrist, rolls the two on one under. Yeah, the Malone kids are doing a nice job staying off the belly. Looking for a cradle. Don't want to fall on top of you. Breaks him down again, looking for the one-on-one. Doing a nice job of riding him out, but he can't stay parallel. He's going to have to come up to the side. Tries to throw some legs in. Now he's got to work on a power half. He's looking for a gable bar, possibly. Going about it kind of the wrong way, but he's a senior, and some habits are hard to break. He's got that power half right now. Now he's got to step out of the legs, get chest to chest, run it over. If he can do that, he may end up with a pin. That would be Canton's third sectional champ. 
He's got a nice half Nelson. Got a lot of time. Only three in your fall out of it. Sometimes you, you get a little antsy or all wound up to get that pin right away. But you got to slow down, settle it in. Again, he's on top. Looking for a cradle. Has the cradle. He's got to bump into it. He's got to knock him to his side. Get him off his base. Can't do anything with that cradle. So, again, credit to those Mullen wrestlers. Got a power half. Again, he's got to come out to the side. Don't pull him on top. You get chest to chest. Got plenty of time to finish. We got 15 seconds left. Just stay right there. I would have kept him on the back. Got his three near fall. Eight to zero after the first period. We're at four, three, two, one. Still working for that half now. Woo! So after the end of the first period, eight zero, Robert Gordon. Well, no doubt, Robert has the upper hand in this match so far. Uh, I think the Malone Huskies, Kyle Woods, dad over there, and he ain't letting him get away with nothing with 13 seconds. He's down to dig and fight and get the heck out of it. It's fun to watch different parents. Some of them have great advice, other ones not so great, but there's Robert Gordon with a nice Grammy. You don't see that from the heavyweights too much. The Grammy for one point, escape. They go out of bounds. Here's a restart. Both on their feet. 9-0. Robert, Robert Gordon's going to keep a good stance. We want to. We see some headlocks tonight that will change the change score in a hurry. You get some of these big guys on top of you, it might change the match in a hurry. And on a double leg, that was nice. He drove through it, got a takedown. 11-0 right now. Got to stop looking at the clock and just keep working. Hit that one-on-one, trying to look for a gable bar right now. Has it on the back. Gonna go into his regular bar. Nope, coming back out. Gonna pick a point. Now he's gotta come back with for the half at this point. Chest to chest. Let's hear the coach Howland settle. He's gotta get his chest onto his chest a little bit more. He gotta take care of that arm. I don't be just looking for a tech ball, but there's 14 to 0. One more turn and this match is over. He, he's been, been quite a project, Coach Morrison. Been a lot of stories when he's come home, but good kid. Still getting after it. One takedown is going to finish this match. It'll be 16 to 1, but can't get too cocky. Look, he's looking for that head knock. Robert Gordon, he can't tie up like that. He's got to change his level, hit that double leg like he did earlier. If he does that, this match is over, and he's going to Albany. Got to be careful. Nothing yet. Kyle Wood rolls through. There's the takedown. Right to his back. He can get the pin here, even though he's already got the secured the tech ball. Looking for that pin. Ryan Ryan's down there looking intently. Five, four, there's a pin. Three minutes, 57 seconds. Robert Moore wins by fall. I have to look at my notes. That may be three. Three. Third section. We talked about three, three, and if this happens the way it should. But now we get into the 285-pound class, the last Section 10 championship match of the evening here from Kansas Central School. And it's going to be from Governor Zach McCauley and from Malone, Cody Rock. Well, who has the upper hand in this match? Well, I have to say, I think the season matches this year have gone to Zach McCauley. 
Zach's very improved over his first start as a ninth grader, even last year. I think he, I think as many losses he had, or win losses that he had last year, amounts to what he had for wins this year. So he's really turned around, just a junior, so he has another year. His body will mature a little bit more, get stronger, learn some more technique. His favorite spot is when they get on the mat, whether he's on bottom or on top. So see if he can't get a takedown here. Get on top, work work the spinning combo. It's harder to get a takedown at 285 yeah, than at 160 or 99. Yeah. yeah. These two body types are uh, not designed for shooting right now. But, hey, Zach will take some shots at times. Cody's giving him his leg a quick high single, and he would be able to snag that up. But again, some more technique, more time on the mat in the offseason to help Zach go. Just the body maturity from last year to this year, his mental attitude, things have uh, really done well. But as we've seen in all these other matches, these Malone kids are tough. They don't back down. So they're feeling each other out. This is your typical typical 285-pound match. Not to make fun of them because I was one of those guys. We got the, we got the fat guys out here now. But at least they what weight class before. were you, Randy? It was 250-pound weight yeah. class, yeah. Now it's up to 285, so yeah. there's some big kids out there. Oh, so there wasn't even a 285 bet. Uh, 250 was it, yeah. Yep. So there was kids that... Oh, so you're that right. Yeah. You were one of the fat kids out there in a good way. So they're feeling each other out. Ten seconds to go in the first period. Oop. Cody's trying for a headlock. Zach would have had quicker feet. He could have had a manager that over and under. We don't want to try anything. Oh, that's the headlock again. If he get a quick marriage here, he might get his two. There's two. So, capitalize off a headlock attempt. Nice match turn. Let's see, the disc comes up green. It's going to be Malone's choice. He takes top. So. I'll be honest with you. For the first time, I don't think I paid attention all year to mouth guards. Is it required, or do you have braces? If you have braces, you have to have a mouth guard. Because I feel like I haven't seen any, or I would have thought more about that. And with uh, Zach, he's obviously got braces. That didn't got the mouth guard in. So Zach's up to his feet. Nice job. Gets away from one. Cody Rock going for that head knock. Zach's got to lock his hands and pick him up. Zach gets a two takedown. Again, off of a miscue, so he's got that near ankle. I know Zach, he's going to look for a cradle first, but if not, he will try to look for that gable bar as well. He's got to break him down. He's got him on the mat now. Now he's looking for that wrist on that side. You guys are big boys. You can't quite see it over there, but got that near near shoelaces. Got to get a good cross face drive into him. There he goes. He's just got that far arm. 268 pounds. <laughs> 41 seconds. Second period, excuse me, one minute, two minutes, 41 seconds. That is section three, or section 10, excuse me. It was three minutes, that's where I got that number from. Well, and we know you've got a lot to get to. you got some awards, I'm assuming, to be handed out here. The section 10 champs are moving on. So real quick, like Randy, again, been a real fun year. We started this last year. I didn't know anything from wrestling. I'm starting to learn under your wing a little bit, you know. I still wouldn't take you into the band right now. You are a state champ. I was a hockey player, you know, so you got the upper hand, I would think. What's that, bud? Yeah, in just a second, Randy's going to get it together. So with that being said, 
Randy's going to get his stuff together. We want to thank him for joining us several times this year, having a great time again. Broadcasting Boys High School Wrestling. And all teams had the success here tonight, no doubt about it, between Governor Kane, the Huskies, and the OFA Blue Devils. And while speaking of your OFA Blue Devils, out of the five that they had going to the Section 10 championship, it was Cordell David in the 136-pound weight class. In fact, Cordell Cupcake David in the 132-pound class, excuse me, Tristan Richardson in the 126-pound class, and then Brody Shepard in the 152-pound class. Those are your three OFA Blue Section 10 champions. I want to thank you for listening tonight. Like I said, tune in Monday to our stations. We'll let you know what we're covering. we got a whole bunch of stuff going on next week. It is do or die time. But at least tonight, have a great night. Have a good weekend. Thank Bill back to stations for pressing the button, making the magic happen. Congratulations to Governor being the Section 10 team championship or team champions here tonight. And then congratulations to all the individual champions. They worked hard in that circle tonight, and very deservedly so. A lot of them moving on to the state championships. It is. One last time, a good night from the North Country Sports Authority. Disguised within things like your family history, breast cancer can strike any time. But as the only high-risk breast program in the region, our bodyguards can spot danger before it reaches you. It all starts with a simple questionnaire to identify your early risks. Then our team can protect you from harm and bring you peace of mind. Visit claxtonhepburnorg bodyguard to complete your questionnaire because defending your tomorrow should start today. Medicare and other insurers can be confusing, especially at the beginning of a new year. You may have deductibles like Medicare Part B's $183, or you may have a change in co-pays. This is Rose DeMars, and at Kim Rose Medicine Place, we will do our best to help you understand your insurance coverage. Stop in or call with any questions or concerns you may have. Kim Rose Medicine Place, State Street in Ogdensburg, pharmacy at its best. Did you know Buster's in Ogdensburg is having an all-you-can-eat prime rib buffet on Valentine's Day? The buffet will feature Buster's prime rib, ziti, honey-glazed ham, mashed potatoes, chicken parmesan, homemade soup, fresh rolls, their 20-foot salad bar with over 40 items and more. Reservations appreciated. Call 393-3545. The regular menu will also be available. The buffet will be served from 4 till 8.30. Great food and a great way to spend the time with someone. Buster's, 1130 Patterson Street, Ogdensburg, right next to McDonald's. Thank you for listening to High School Sports on the North Country Sports Authority ESPN 1400 AM with Chris Spicer. Follow High School Sports all season long right here at ESPN 1400 AM. Coming up today in Pyeongchang, the 23rd Olympic Winter Games officially underway. This is the moment that we all have been waiting for.